A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello. Oh, welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is a show for talking about all the news in sports. (laughs) I this thing is this thing has happened that I never expected to happen. Where now, if I'm somewhere and there's just a TV on with sports, I'll watch the sports. Interesting. It doesn't matter what sport. Not really. I watched some motocross yesterday. I was like, okay. That seems like not (laughs) too off-brand. It's like almost cars and almost horses. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. There's a vehicle. I've never watched a car race, actually. Oh, yeah. I kind of, there's a lot of people who are into like F1 stuff lately, and I have not scratched the surface of that yet. I I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Formula One? Is that what oh, F1 is? Formula do? One. But I still oh, don't know what man. that is. I know there's cars and there's hot guys that drive the cars. I think that's an entry point for a lot of people is the guys are hot. Really? It just seems so stupid to me, but it's <laughs> one of those things that I know I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to get through to the people who like it by saying that. You're trying to be respectful <laughs> right now. I can tell. <laughs> You're struggling. You're like, hmm. <laughs> Don't want to alienate it's, all our F1 fans. All our listeners. F1 fans, yeah. Our incredibly diverse listenership. They are. All of their they varied are. interests. Yeah, they are always more diverse than I expect them to be. Only 88% um, librarians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's been going on, Lisa? What's been going on? Um... I think that you maybe gave me what you had because you were suffering from diarrhea. And now <laughs> now I have some kind of hey, IBS thing happening. I, how how could I have given that to you? I don't know. I just, well, is yours better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things okay. have been pretty good. <laughs> I think it's been transferred to me somehow. Psych- oh, I'm psychically. so sorry. No, it's okay. It's just a mystery. Um, yeah. But you know what? It's okay. Dealing with it. <laughs> we don't have to talk did, about it. <laughs> I did get recommended this, like, for lack of better words, diarrhea witch who <laughs> um, <laughs> cured my friend's kid. There's no better of words. His, of his bad um, diarrhea. Uh, and I might get in touch with her. It's some sort of, she's not like a mystic or anything, but she does do some kind of woo-woo stuff, I think. What but is her official kind of title? <laughs> It's really hard because once I started calling her a diarrhea witch, that's what he started <laughs> calling her to me too. So, <laughs> uh, I think she does that stuff where you like get your gut flora tested yeah. or something. Okay, yeah. so I've seen a few um, diarrhea witches, anyways. In yeah, my, in my yeah, and it's not worked for you. No, it has. It has. I'm just not currently yeah. seeing so, one. Yeah, they are good. The diarrhea witches. I highly recommend that. <laughs> um, the diarrhea witches of Eastwick. Is that anything? <laughs> I'd watch it. 
but you know we're on strike so we can't uh yeah pitch oh, God, i yet. can't pitch anything right now uh, <laughs> i can't wait till we can pitch diarrhea witches of eastwick <laughs> oh, first we have to familiarize people with the concept of a diarrhea witch <laughs> easy i think people mm-hmm. will get it <laughs> um I did see a scary movie in the theater. I went to see Talk to Me, the new A24 horror movie. Oh, how was it? I loved it. This is my Barbie. (laughs) This is your Barbie. Yeah. (laughs) What do you wear to a Talk to Me screening? (laughs) Um, What would you wear? Uh, I think just... I think you just kind of like hold up your hands a lot. You just hold out your hand. Like you're <laughs> Okay. That's what we did just constantly cuz it's about a a hand that's like kind of haunted and these kids oh, are like okay. you you hold hands with it and you say uh talk to me and then you see a dead person and then you say I let you in and then they inhabit your body and these teens are like doing this for fun um at parties. And that's the, uh, okay. that's the premise. <laughs> that sounds very scary. It was super scary. I had to cover my eyes a lot. And um, also, I remembered that my defense mechanism during scary movies is to make a lot of bad jokes. So I just <laughs> kept yelling, bad hand, bad hand. Um, and then there was a scene with a father and I leaned over to my friend and I said, dad hand. Um, <laughs> very sorry to my friend who sat next to me um but then her defense mechanism is to punch people in the arm so (laughs) so you got you know your just punishment for that yeah 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 um i also Um, shouted no a lot um i would recommend seeing this movie in a big crowded theater because the alamo draft house crowd was too polite okay they were very yes very very quiet the seats are spread out because of the tables and stuff yeah, and they were like watching it like it was like a fine film, but no, it's a big, silly, like scary movie. So, um, yeah, and I might have been the loudest person in there, not to brag. <laughs> I was, I was yelling a that lot. That tells you something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. You also watched What's Up, Doc? Oh my god, yes. My parents were visiting, and so I put on. I was like, you know what? Emily said this is like the best farce she's seen so far in her farce watch. I bet. You know, we'll enjoy it. It seems like a nice thing to watch as a family. I put it on. We were all crying, laughing. Yes. <laughs> like tears running down our faces, <laughs> dying with laughter. It was great because at first I was like, oh, I don't know if my parents are into this. It's going kind of fast. There's a lot of like patter. But it was just, it was so funny. Barbara Streisand is so hot in it. She's so hot in it. And so is Ryan O'Neill. Yes. Oh, my God. He's such a babe. They're such a hot yeah. couple. Like, ugh. Um, <laughs> and the- yeah. It's just the, oh, the stunts are really good. There's like amazing like chase scenes and cars and like uh, the part where they're riding the bike and then they go through the. Oh, my God. The, the, the parade, like, Chinese New Year parade. And then yeah. there's a dragon like stuck on them. It was so fucking funny. It's so funny. As soon as they show that parade, too, I was like, oh, God, am I about to see a really racist joke? But they didn't make any jokes about it. It was nope. just like, oh, no, they just <laughs> destroyed the parade because yeah. of the car chase. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad you watched it. Um, yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Really, really holds up. Um, it's just and it's so weird. Like, it's just I mean, Polly Platt is incredible. The fact that she knew to cast that way, like and to switch the roles yeah. so that Barbara Streisand would be the funny one. Like, oh, my God. Of course, Genius. it's like it would have been such dog shit otherwise. Yes. Um, Ugh. And yeah, setting it in San really Francisco, it. like, oh, my God, all the things, yes. all the things you've already said about it. I've now discovered anew. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I love that. My first watch continues. We watched um, Midnight with Claudette Colbert and Donna Michi. That was really good. I really want to see that one. And I tried to track it down and I couldn't find it anywhere. Online. It's really hard to find. I think we had found it on like Daily Motion or some weird wow. website or something. I'll I'll let you know if I can find the link to it. I saw um, a meme about this, so I'm just like recapping a meme. But I hate that we are subscribed to like so many streamers and pay like a monthly fee, and there, it's just so hard to find the thing you want to watch. It's just not on anymore. Oh my god! Like it, this is also okay. I'm extrapolating from this. I'm going off on a rant right now. Please do. I am having such a hard time searching for things online lately. <laughs> yes. One of the things I'm having a hard time looking for is just like a good couch. Oh, God. Because it's impossible to like know if a couch is good for some reason. Like, how can you find like all of the like sites I used to rely on, like Wirecutter or things like that, they don't actually like really test the stuff that well anymore. Their mm-hmm. recommendations are less reliable. And like the strategist is always just like, here's an Amazon couch that looks good. Like strategist. No one's yeah. tried it. I love looking at the strategist, but it's just affiliate links. I don't actually it's just trust affiliate links. any of the things. The only thing I really trust on there is when well, I barely trust it, but when like they're like, here's a celeb's like favorite stuff, I'm like, okay, half yeah. of these things are just like things that they were paid to sell, but like some of it I trust. <laughs> yeah, like Depending when Julie on... Klausner when Julie Klausner yes. recommended a bra, I bought it. Yeah. And I, I was satisfied. <laughs> yes. Um but like uh there it's also just really hard to like find yeah unbiased reviews i finally went down like the reddit rabbit hole of like looking for couches and i found someone linked to this like blog that this guy makes of like furniture reviews it's just this like middle-aged guy who's a 45 year veteran of the industry who has retired i trust this guy (laughs) i know i mean you look at the website and you're like this looks like a geocities site from like 2002 and for some reason, that makes this the most reliable Absolutely. source on the internet. Um, <laughs> but even like one of his top picks, I was like, okay, this guy has sold me on this company. I like looked them up on Reddit and found a couple of fucking fake positive reviews. And now I don't know what to believe. So that's the thing is that, like, yeah, I would trust a guy like that. I would trust consumer reports. Um, first of all, though, their taste, I don't trust. Like, it might not be cool. It might not be like up to our aesthetic standards, depending, you know, Um, and also a lot of companies that used to be really good, their quality has declined in the last few years for whatever reason. Like, yes, like I feel like the pandemic and like they've they've switched what factory they they build at. They switch their material. And he writes about it on that blog. So that's something that's good. Um, Trust this man. I will. (laughs) I also will say this is just like a similar tangent that I'm also frustrated with. So we just got like a projector to watch movies outside. And so I'm like, want to start doing more like outdoor movie nights and stuff. And I realized I was like, oh, I don't think I have any like outdoor chairs that have a weight capacity above like 250 or I think I have one that's like 350. Mm -hmm. And I know people who weigh more than that, who I'd like to invite. Yeah. And so I've started trying to search for furniture that could accommodate them and none of these like you can 
search by like hundreds of features on like Wayfair and shit like that. And weight capacity is fucking nowhere. Dang. And also, IKEA doesn't even list the weight capacity of most of their outdoor furniture. This is something maybe I'm like, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure that there are bigger people listening to this who have had to deal with this their whole lives. If you have recommendations for how to search for this stuff, it's like really bothering me right now. I'm at the point where I'm probably just going to buy like a love seat or something that's like, you know, they include the weight capacity because it's like two people can sit on it. But it's like, I shouldn't have to do that. I don't know. I should be able to like just sort by that yeah we have the technology you know we do yeah and oh wait can i say one more thing about this so i did just like searched for like 500 pounds weight capacity patio chair yeah and a page came up on lowe's the like hardware store where it was like a search and on the left hand side one of the like you know categories that was checked it said weight capacity 500 and it was checked and i was like oh my god they have weight capacity i can search by this and then i like tried to search for other things on their site and you can't select it you can only get to that screen by googling and they'll make like they have it programmed into their like (sighs) metadata but you can't access it through the user interface of their website again i probably like Bigger people are probably, like, screaming at me right now because I sound like I just found out about how Mm -hmm. fucked up this is. But, like, it's something that's really frustrating and the Internet's getting worse and I hate it. Maybe you just need, like, a good, like, word of mouth recommendation from someone who's just like, hey, I got this chair and it works great and it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, like... Here's where I shop or here's how I look for things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If anyone wants to write in at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com with recommendations i'm gonna try and get this sorted out soon i also don't want it to be like really different looking from my other patio furniture to be like you know what i mean i shouldn't have to be like oh here's your your weird chair (laughs) you know like (laughs) every other chair in my patio is like black and if i can only find like a red one it just feels like (laughs) yeah no ideally it's like something you could buy like a few of and just like they're just solid fucking chairs Yeah, exactly. Because um, a decently anyway. made chair should be able to hold whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It is, um, it's hard. Hard to be a consumer these days. <laughs> I mean, these are very champagne problems, but uh, <laughs> it's nice to be able to buy a patio chair. Yeah. I'm happy I can do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Having movie nights sounds great. Farce Fridays. I'm excited. Mm. Farce Fridays, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to, like, test it out tonight, I think, with our first one. Um, nice. Yeah. And I've, I also I have an endorse horse. Ooh. Baby geniuses endorse, letting nature take its course. Endorphins pump from the source when they hop up on that horse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Endorse horse. Endorsing services and items, no remorse. Two babies, one endorse horse. Riding off into the sunset. Now here's something we endorse. A farce book that I'm reading. I have been talking a lot about Joe Keenan lately and talking about the farce watch because he's the guy who wrote like most of the farce episodes of Frasier. Mm-hmm. And he's also like been my, he's the one who recommended Midnight. 
to me also has like recommended a lot of books that I read. I um, finally started reading some of his books. He wrote a series of farce novels um, that are like set in the world of like Manhattan homosexuals in the 1980s. And they're so funny. I'm just I'm reading the first one in the series. It's called Blue Heaven. And it's about like a gay guy uh, pretending to like get, get straight married in order to get a bunch of gifts. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, like him and the bride are both in on it and it all spirals out of control and it's really funny. Um, obviously, like Fraser, there's some of the humor that did not age that well, but um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it is a lot of it is really funny and he's he's just such a good writer and I'm excited. Peter already read the third one in the series because they're not like super serialized. So, yeah, you can um, read them in whatever order. Yeah. And he really liked it, so... But um, I, I own them all now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read them in order. I so I didn't know farce books were a thing, but of course they are. Of course they are. Like yeah. that's sort of how they started, I guess. Like importance of being earnest. Or, yeah, comedies of errors. Yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, and like, oh, I love the importance of being earnest. It's so funny. The all the PG Wood Woodhouse books mm-hmm. and stuff are all farcy, like the the Jeeves and Wooster books and stuff. Like mm-hmm. those all count. But yeah, it's again, it's not a genre that continues that much to this day but anyway that sounds great i don't know why this is all i think about now (laughs) it's nice to have a hyper fixation yeah it's it's giving my life a lot of order yeah (laughs) right now that's why i like them that's why i glom onto things i'm like yeah (laughs) it gives me a purpose That's the thing is, like, I will not watch movies that much on a regular basis, but Mm -hmm. when I have, like, an assignment like this, it feels like I have some kind of structure to it, and I'll do it. I love to have a list of, like, movies I have to watch. It's like, yeah, that's why I like the horror. I'm like, yeah, I gotta watch The Conjuring tonight. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I like it. We are just on, like, absolute opposite Uh, genre sides. (laughs) Is there one? But in both both genres, everything goes wrong. Yeah. Is there... (laughs) What's the best crossover between farce and horror? That's what I would like to know. Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard because it's like, in order for a farce to be effective, you have to be able to like laugh at bad things happening to the people. Yeah. And the stakes have to feel not that high in some ways. I mean, bodies, 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 I think would almost count as a farce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. Uh. I didn't love no. it. No, <laughs> but I, okay. <laughs> didn't love it. But it's like, you know, it's an A24 horror. Um, but like, yeah, the just bad things befall the characters. And yeah, um, I will say like. The stakes are weirdly in, low. <laughs> but I don't like that. I like, I, in horror, I kind of, I want to care about the characters. I think. You want to care. Yeah. yeah. In soliciting recommendations, a lot of people get really like, like, oh, what about this? Is this a farce? And it's like. Setting aside that question, do you like that movie? <laughs> and a lot of times the answer is no. And I'm yeah. like, so why do you care about getting it on the list of movies I'm going to watch? Like- I think it's just something that happens when you're soliciting, when you're like, hey, I want recommendations. People would just like, they just want to like. They want to add something. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. But it's also like, but do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've gotten some horror recommendations where I'm like, you know. This is not even horror. This is a thriller. And I don't think you like it very much. But they're like, does this count? Close enough. Um, oh, boy. Should we do um, chunch chat? Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we do chunch chat? Uh, No. You know, 
Uh, yeah, let's do Trunch Chat. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? You sound unsure. We have a couple emails, but we can do them after Trunch Chat. Yeah, we can do that after. Yeah. Um, I'm. I was also. I was like, "Are there any current events I'd like to weigh on, weigh in on at this at this moment in time?" <laughs> current events. Not really. <laughs> I uh, uh, I don't really feel like talking about Barbie. Is that? <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah, I I feel the same way. <laughs> I don't. I don't think people want to hear what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I just oh, um, I'm just. But I have other thoughts. That's also I how just, I feel about it. I have other thoughts. I just. I I'm, haven't. I have an essay that I really enjoyed that I will send to you privately ooh, that I'm not going to talk about. I would love to read that. <laughs> I wonder uh, if perhaps our thoughts are similar. <laughs> yeah, I think they might be. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Oh, uh, can I say one thing about Barbie? No, please. you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm no, not going to do, do it. Do it. Do it. Please do it. We have to do it now. <laughs> do it. I dare you. I double dog dare you. It bothered me a little bit that Ken was such a more fleshed out character than Barbie. And funnier. F- way funnier. Had way more clear of like a thing he was going through and yeah. way more to do and fucking... He was so great. Um, that's all. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. The messaging about like male loneliness was like very profound, I think, in that movie. Like, I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I agree uh, with that. Anyway, I have many other thoughts about it. Um, <laughs> but I will not s- dare speak of them. <laughs> um. <laughs> Boy, yeah. our inbox I'm is just open, like, though. You know, our inbox is open. Babygeniusespodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm so not interested in getting emails about the Barbie movie. <laughs> I'll just immediately archive. <laughs> Setting up a filter. Um, no offense to our incredibly insightful listeners, but uh, we're, we're in the culture. We're in the monoculture. We have access. <laughs> <laughs> we have access should we desire we're plugged um, in all right <laughs> uh we'll be right back with chunch chat our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of martha stewart's pony ben chunch chunch when the clock strikes noon we could have a picnic lunch find wine full moon and we're chatting about chunch and chunch so there's no new chunch news. Uh, you know, I feel like it's just like summer hours over at Martha's farm. Things are a little slow. There's not a lot of interesting updates on her Instagram. I even checked out the blog today and she had one post that was just titled water, water, water. And it was just pictures of hoses. <laughs> Would you send me a link to that? <laughs> I hope this I'm, is you're speaking my language. <laughs> I, I did. I was like, I wonder if Emily would be into this because it's so garden core. It's like deep. It's digging deep. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten a new hose in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I did fix my hose myself. Can I? My my hose was broken and I fixed it. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, this blog t- post isn't titled. Don't forget to water, water, water. I, uh, oh, okay. Interesting. I was incorrect. And then, yeah, it's just piles of hoses. Here, I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm going to plop it in the chat. Hell yeah. 
Here we go. Yeah. Water, water, water around the farm. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's got she's got pics of her of her gear. A Gilmore hose. Have you heard of that? No. Um, interesting. Is that the brand or is it let's see. Oh no, yeah. It's a it's a she's got an affiliate link. She does, yeah. yeah. So it's I don't know. Is it actually the best hose or is it just because it's an affiliate? See, this is the problem yeah. with this online is the recommendations. Problem with affiliate links. Yeah. <clears throat> um did still you, looks can it looks pretty nice, yeah. Did you um, see all that stuff? This is like barely related about um reality TV. People are like getting kind of fired up by all the SAG and WGA strikes and they're like, yes. wait a sec. I fucking love that. Yeah, I they're love suing that. they're suing Love is Blind. Fuck yeah, go for it. Fuck yeah. That was I think maybe the thing that I was like, I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about before. Yeah. But no, that was it. It's a big uh, deal. I mean, they are so fucking exploited. And especially now that the kind of influencer stuff is dried up a bit. Um, yes. Yeah. All of these facets of our industries have been able to exploit workers by saying like, oh, well, even if we don't pay you, you'll be able to get money from these other aven- avenues after doing it, mm-hmm. which is like not true anymore. Um, and is just like exposes a problem with and I mean, you know, it's like stand up comedians have had to deal with that forever of like, oh, well, you know, if you um, if you do this thing for exposure, like we'll pay you less, but you'll be able to tour. And I mean, I think probably the people who have dealt with that the most is fucking drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pays nothing thing yeah and the promise is you get to be a drag celebrity and tour but like even that it's like you you should still be paid for your work like yeah before that um anyway so i know you're not supposed to say bad things about rupaul but (laughs) rupaul does fracking so i don't (laughs) fucking care Um, anyway, Martha Stewart's got some decent taste in hoses, it looks like, but I have no idea. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, Gilmore hoses. See what they are. See if they're good. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know what a good hose is from a bad one. I got one of those. We got one of those ones that's like real curly cue. And you kind of. Oh, yeah. That just like. Yeah. It's like a like a bungee kind of. Yeah. Like a telephone cord. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I gotta say, I haven't been using my hose that much because I have an automatic irrigation system now, Ooh, next which level. has changed my life. My plants are doing so well. My garden's doing great, and I don't have to do nearly as much. The, to think I used to just hand water every day is Crazy. just blows my mind. Um, and when I do supplement my like irrigation system with some hand watering from my like rain barrels, I still don't use the hoses. So wow. um, it's pretty great. That's amazing. Uh, my level of yeah. gardening right now is that me and Adam finally figured out how to keep a basil plant alive for more than a week. Oh, nice. What's the trick? It needs so much water. We got to take <laughs> it every two days and just dunk it in the sink and soak it and then put it oh. back outside. And it just as soon yeah. as it it just after two days, it starts to wilt and we got to put it back in the sink. It just it's so thirsty. Yeah. Well, I have no idea. It's really hot here right now. It is so hot. Yeah. It I, might be worth just getting like a little indoor grow light. Maybe inside. Maybe because I—that's my dream—is to just have some herbs that I don't, so I don't need to buy them all the time because it feels so wasteful yeah. and they come in the plastic thing. I just want herbs that I can just pick at my leisure anytime I need herbs. Yeah. 
this I, is what I want also. And I'm having a hard time keeping my herbs alive because really? they're not in my garden beds. <laughs> and so I have to hand water them and I don't know how to keep them alive. They're hard. And I think it's just too hot out, uh, too hot outside. And I might just do like an indoor herb garden because I want to have them in my kitchen. Yeah. Grow light. That's a thing. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that's to a do. Thing. Hmm. All right. All right. Does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yeah. That concludes Chunch Chat. Uh, we'll be right back with one on fun. One on Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I wrote down a question, but I feel like it's the kind of question I've asked you before, but just phrased differently. And you know what? I've grown a lot as a person. <laughs> I'm sorry I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> you have, you have. So my answer is probably going to be a lot more mature. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Emily, in yes. in a complete fantasy world where we don't kick the AMPTP's ass, and in this world the industry just completely crumbles and you have to change careers, what would you pivot oh, yeah. to? Real talk. What's your plan? <laughs> That's a really good question. I mean, <laughs> part of me is like, do I do like five more podcasts? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Do I finally start my um, your Jeopardy Empire? podcast? Yes. <laughs> um, one Jeopardy, uh, one gardening. Yeah. Um, I have thought about doing a gardening podcast. Like I've, I'm kind of working on that a little bit. I might do it. Um other than that, I mean, fuck. What would I actually, what would anyone pay me to do for them? I'm not a useful person. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe like home garden consultation. I would have to get better at it mm. first. But that would be something I think I would enjoy doing. Um, You'd be good at that. Yeah, or like the... Yeah, I don't know. What about you? It's a scary question. I yeah. don't know. I just started making stickers, so couldn't do that. So maybe I would like just become a sticker empire. No, I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> stickers will lose popularity at some point. Probably now. Probably I'm already kids probably are, too late. Kids are kids are always going to love stickers, right? These are very adult yeah. stickers too, though. That's the thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> the market's limited. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. What would I do? I don't know. I mean, I do, I do comics and stuff, so I could just veer back towards illustration. Right, and I'm like, and I could start doing art. stand up again. I yeah, guess. just go back to the other thing we do that we're okay yeah. at. <laughs> yeah, the thing that got us to into the TV world. Um, I like to imagine I could be good at other stuff, but I don't think so. I mean, uh, I was like pretty rude when I used to work with customers one-on-one like I was good at customer service but if people were rude to me I was rude back and I think that um I think that being rude to customers is a dying art (laughs) (laughs) you should go work at that like hot dog place in Chicago where they're really mean to everyone I love that I love a food establishment (laughs) where they're mean to you I think it's so funny it's so great I love like the apple pan which is my favorite burger joint in LA they're like a little bit impatient with you if you don't know what you want when you get up to the counter and i i love that but i think it's died now because of fucking yelp and stuff oh yeah so sad people who don't get it um 
I was scrolling through I... job listings and I saw like a lot of grocery stores right now are hiring cake decorators. And oh, that I just, would be fun. I imagine like applying for this job and pretending I know how, even though I've never decorated a cake in my life. And then just being in the back with the tips, like the nozzles, just like crying and trying to look up on YouTube how to make a flower <laughs> and then making something truly like revolting and and offensive and vulgar and being fired after one day. That's how that would go. <laughs> oh, man. Um Okay, Lisa. Yes. Uh, oh boy, what is a question to ask someone named Lisa? I can't wait to answer. <sighs> Jeez. Oh God, I don't have anything. Just Google questions. Um, <laughs> what? Just start Googling questions. <laughs> yeah, wait. Okay, I'm going to look up um, uh, what is a question? Um, very, very hurt by the lack of Sorry. curiosity okay, you have about my life. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm very curious about your life. I just don't know what to ask to get at the information I want. <laughs> You're like trying to shuck crab meat out of a shell and you don't have any tools. Yeah. And I'm just like a monkey and I don't know how to do. Um... <laughs> I found a really bad website called uh, on betterup.com. It's how to ask good questions. And um, this is not helping me. Because it doesn't have the actual Um, questions. It's just how to get there. How to get to a place where you might think of a question. Okay, wait. I'm going to look up. What's a good question to ask a girl? Um, (laughs) When was the last time you had sex? (laughs) (laughs) Um... What decade do you feel like you most belong in? <laughs> um, the 90s. Yeah. For better or worse. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Something about the optimism. And like we knew things were bad then. We were starting to know things were bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was. But like, we also thought like the internet was gonna be great for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel nostalgic for just being like a stupid idiot in the suburbs. Sometimes, like it's it's you know it's about yeah. my childhood too. Just being a kid, like, uh, I don't know. Now that I'm forty, going back there to that time feels good mentally sometimes yeah i feel the same way although i had a thought the other night that like kind of scared me a little bit which was that for the first time in my life i think i thought like what would happen if i woke up and i was 24 again and like i knew everything i know now and for the first time i was like i would fuck it up whoa yeah like, I thought that I would do it worse than I did this time. Because I know how much luck was involved in my life ending up as good as it has so far. Yeah. And I'm like, what if I... Because I, for, for some reason, I feel like I wouldn't have the skills I had back then to do the... Like, I've lost some of the skills that I had that I was using at that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
I do think there are things I would do better, but I also don't know if I would. There are other things where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have been able to figure that out. I sometimes, yeah, I relate to that. I sometimes wish I could redo my 20s, but with like my confidence from now and my lack of anxiety now. I still have anxiety, but it's a lot better. Um, but yeah. then but then I would have like gone out more and done more social stuff in my 20s and I wouldn't have gotten as good at drawing so or you know I, <laughs> I wouldn't have made as many comics honestly like I had to be yeah. like a weirdo kind of hermit shut in to make the comics I made to be honest um, yeah it was the way you needed to do that to express yourself and if you had had the confidence to express yourself otherwise you wouldn't have channeled it into something that was but maybe I would have done other stuff like maybe I would have done more performance or something or like yeah, yeah I don't know I just don't know it's whatever I was who I was and I did what I did and it was fine so <laughs> put I don't, that on I my don't. tombstone <laughs> <laughs> I was who I was I did what I did it was fine <laughs> don't at me um <laughs> Don't at me. Yeah. 1985 to 2043. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no desire to like go back and redo anything from my life, honestly. Except like yeah. the couple moments where I said something truly boneheaded and like hurt people's feelings or they just didn't realize I was joking. Those times I would redo. <laughs> and I would just yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> instead of saying what I said. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Nobody else remembers. Oh God. I think I would probably go back and change almost every outfit I ever wore on television. Oh god. <laughs> that I chose myself. Um, oh my god. But other than that. <laughs> Why did I wear those things in those photos? <laughs> <laughs> or at the comics convention or whatever. Why did I think that looked good? <laughs> yeah, I think I would maybe have just never shopped at Forever Twenty One. Ooh, yeah. You know, like it was never worth it. All those clothes always fell apart and it was a terrible company to support. But it was at the time it felt like the only way I could afford to look like anywhere near like what I wanted to look like. But same. I, I would have just invested more time in thrifting, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, does it feel like I'm on my deathbed right now? I feel like I'm talking on my death like I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> no, we're still very young. <laughs> We're still very young and very, vibrant. very young. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that concludes one on fun. We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. You there. Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and I laying on the floor of her bedroom, uh, just l helplessly laughing till tears run down our faces as corgis are jumping on us, over us, licking us. That is a day that I will treasure forever until I am executed. Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Trayvill Anderson. And we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? 
then Fantai is the show for you. Fantai is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this Slay Worthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash Fanti. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great. Welcome to Wiki Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Narissa. Thank you, Narissa. It is the <laughs> Wikipedia page for jizz, parentheses, birding. Oh, phew. <laughs> jizz, dot, 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 parentheses, birding. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know and, about this before. Yeah. And I will say, like, a lot of times people will send us, like, Wikipedia pages for things that have kind of, like, a dirty sounding name. Um, and most of the time, the pages themselves are not worth we- reading, but this one is pretty entertaining throughout, and not just because we're going to say the word jizz a million times. But that is part of it, yes. But that is part of it. Um, jizz, with a G, also redirects here. For the NASA laboratory, see Goddard Institute for Space Studies. Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> um, jizz, or jizz, is the overall impression or appearance of a bird garnered from such features as shape, posture, flying style, or other habitual movements, size, and coloration combined with voice, habitat, and location. The concept was popularized in birdwatching, but is so useful that it has since been adopted increasingly widely by field biologists in referring to the impression of the general characteristics of other animals. It similarly appears in such fields of observational biology as microscopy, uh, as microscopy. Ecologists and botanists may speak of habitat jizz. <laughs> With the jizz of a plant. <laughs> Ecologists might speak of that. That's true. <laughs> Sean Dooley described... Wait, first of all, can we just back up and just say, like, the fact that at the top it's, like, not, like, for disambiguation, it isn't, like, for the human ejaculate, but here, <laughs> like, that that's not a thing that they think we might be looking for. Okay, anyway. <laughs> they're just really pretending like that's not a thing. I yeah. don't think they're going to address it at any point on the page. Okay. <laughs> Sean Dooley described jizz as, quote, the indefinable quality of a particular species the vibe it gives off and notes that although it is quote dismissed by many as some kind of birding alchemy there is some physical basis to the idea of jizz (laughs) experienced birders can often make reliable identifications in the field at a glance by using jizz (laughs) i maybe have to take back what i said before this is mostly funny because we're saying jizz a bunch i just feel like there are other ones that sound dirty and they just don't say the word that much or they don't use it in a funny way throughout the page but this is very good. Okay. Well, this is also interesting to me. Um, yeah. Oft, often jizz is useful for identifying to the family or genus level rather than the species level, as in it definitely had the jizz of a thrush, but I couldn't see what kind. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of... I'm just imagining someone going, the jizz of a thrush. <laughs> Emily just acted like she was tasting something. <laughs> this reminds me of like... Um, have you ever seen like you're like at a distance and you see someone walking towards you from really far away and you can just tell that it's Peter or like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Based on the jizz. Yeah. Like I can tell from <laughs> such a far distance that something has the jizz yeah. of Adam and is Adam because of the way <laughs> it's shaped and the way it's moving and the general vibe of it. Yes, exactly. There needs to be a word for it. I just don't think that the word should be jizz. <laughs> I don't think the word should be jizz, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, etymology. The term was first used in print in 1922 in Thomas Coward's country diary column for the Manchester Guardian of December 6th. 1921. The piece was subsequently included in his 1922 book, Bird Haunts and Nature Memories. He attributed it to a, quote, West Coast Irishman (laughs) and explained, if we are walking on the road and see far ahead someone whom we recognize, although we can neither distinguish features nor particular clothes, we may be certain that we are not mistaken. There is something in the carriage, the walk, the general appearance, which is familiar. It is, in fact, <laughs> the individual's jizz. <laughs> uh, remember earlier in the episode when I was like, I've grown a lot. Of course, <laughs> I was doing. The, I feel like I am regressing as a person I, very much. I think this word is good, though, in a way, because it's sort of like someone's essence. It's like they're their life force, you know, it's like... Yeah. The, is that why they call it jizz? <laughs> I don't know. Is because of, like, its similarity to this? Well, what's the etymology of jizz? I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> I won't look up. Um, yeah. Jeremy Greenwood concludes that the term was further popularized by its use by Miss E.I. Turner, a popular author in the journal Open Air in 1923. Okay. Um, there's right. a theory that it comes from the World War II RAF acronym JIS for general impression of size and shape of an aircraft. But the use of the term in 1922 precludes that. Another theory claims that JIS is a corruption of gestalt, a German word that roughly means form or shape. Other possibilities include the word gist or a contraction of just is. These, these theories were debunked by Jeremy Greenwood and his brother Julian in 2018. Well, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck are these brothers who are oh, like on the case? They wrote, a, they wrote an article called The Origin of the Birdwatching Term Jizz in British Birds. <laughs> so, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jizz. <laughs> um, and that's the whole page. Um, yeah. But we can look the word jizz up in... So, so jizz um, comes from the jism, which means energy or strength. Yeah, that's what that's okay. what Google tells me. Yeah, and um, jism in like the wiki dictionary um, says originally U.S. English first attested with the meaning energy in 1842, and with the meaning semen in 1888. For semantic development, compare spunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um and semen comes from like seed and Yeah, planting. I mean I guess they both sort of come from the idea of it being your spirit or your energy. Yeah. Um it's just an incredibly reductive thing to think that jizz is is that. I know, um, because then what do I got? I don't have jizz in me. So yeah. Where's my spirit? <laughs> you want some? <laughs> <laughs> I could make it happen. Um, I feel like we should also address the um, the Star Wars wiki 
for the word jizz. Very well. Yes. Um, because otherwise people are going to email us about it. Um, <laughs> okay. So on the Star Wars, um, on Wikipedia, which I, oh, boy. hopefully this is the only time I have to quote <laughs> this website on our podcast. Um, jizz was a genre of music. Jizz whalers were musicians who specialized in the genre. Max Rebo and his band were popular jizz whalers. <laughs> jizz was first mentioned in canon in Star Wars Return of the Jedi, junior novelization authored by Ryder Windham and released in 2017. In an interview with the Big Event podcast, Alden Ehrenreich talked about his research for his role as Han Solo and mentioned that he had read articles on Wikipedia taking note of jizz, among others. <laughs> so it's the name of the kind of music that they play in the cantina, I think. Cool. Yeah. Close, um, similar so to jazz. Just letting you guys know that we know that. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? You learned that when I recognize my my lover from a distance it's because of his jizz <laughs> you already knew that i didn't know it was because of his jizz <laughs> yeah that's true i mean i guess i did know um, i just didn't know the word no, for that's it true. and now yeah, i know the word true. um i learned um <laughs> Did I learn anything today? I feel like things actively left my brain. <laughs> yeah. I learned that Martha Stewart has um a like an affiliate link for a hose company, so Yeah. I have to take that with a grain of salt. I'm hoping I learn things from the emails you guys send us after this episode. Yeah. Um I want them to be about where to buy a couch and not about the Barbie movie <laughs> at all. Yes. <sighs> feel like I should say more opinions about the Barbie movie because we haven't hit an hour yet, but <laughs> we, can, we, can, we do have some um, fan emails. Yeah, to we can think about Barbie. We can talk about it later. Um, yeah. Yes, we we did get some emails in response to our fuck, Mary kill about Q-tipping ears, picking noses. And uh, what was the third thing? Oh, rubbing eyes. Um, yeah. Hi, Emily and Lisa. I was listening to your latest podcast and your section about using Q-tips reminded me of a fact I had just learned. There is a nerve pathway that has a branch to your ear called the vagus nerve. And in most people, when they use Q-tips, it stimulates the nerve and causes a pleasurable response, what people refer to as an eargasm. There's even tissue in the ear that can become erect in response to this. Ear boners. Yeah. Thank God. For other people, though, the vagus nerve can apparently connect to the nerves, the nerves in the ear to the back of the throat, making them automatically cough when they use Q-tips. I have this, but only in my left ear. My main source huh. on this is a doctor on TikTok, so take this with a grain of salt, but I did some poking around and there seems to be medical journals about the vagus nerve that confirm at least most of this. I linked an article that has a link to the TikTok. Um, thank you. Uh, yes, the vagus nerve is crazy. Every time I learn about it, I'm like, what the fuck? It, there's so many things yeah. it does and is connected to, and then like stimulating it is supposed to help you, and the ways you stimulate it are like taking cold showers and singing and talking and like... So, yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. And it also doesn't make me want to Q-tip my ears any less. <laughs> Anything that's dangerous information for me to know, because now it's like, oh, well, now I definitely want to do it more. Yeah, knowing that I can literally, like, stimulate tissue in there to become aroused. Yeah, <laughs> makes me feel like I have an obligation to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
also have a new listener profile slash sleep talking story. Mm. Um, hello, babies. And by the way, uh, I feel like people in these new listener profiles, they're very sweet, but they're mostly talking about how they found out about the podcast. I'd like to know more information about you and where you live and what you do. Um, (laughs) Hello, babies. I've been listening to your podcast for about a month now, so I thought I'd write in for a listener profile. I was recommended your podcast by a coworker of mine. I started listening chronologically, but I could not get over the eeriness of knowing Obama was the president as you were speaking. (laughs) So now I'm listening in reverse order. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have become such a fan of your podcast. It's comforting. Um, I'm just going to skip over the compliments, but they're very nice. Um, (laughs) Thank you. But, oh, no, I'll just read it. It is comforting to hear from such a vibrant friendship of women who are older than me. It reminds me that life outside of college is not actually doomed to loneliness and isolation. And, in fact, life is okay past the age of 20. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it is. It's really okay. very true. It gets better. (laughs) Even though I said I was nostalgic for the 90s. (laughs) I much prefer being the age I am now. It gets better. It gets worse. Everything just sort of changes. sort of liquid. Um, (laughs) I have a short sleep-talking story from my childhood to share. When I was very small, I slept with a doll every night and refused to sleep without her. One night I could not find her, and in a terrified state, I went to my sleeping mother to ask for help. I asked if she would come look for baby, and she replied, Will there be any ranch dressing? <laughs> she she refused to come help me, given the lack of vegetable dipping sauces, until I shook her awake. <laughs> I still hold this over her. I think that's a very funny sleep negotiation tactic. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, um we got thank you for writing it. yes thank you that was lovely and uh, we got an email about nose picking this one's kind of gross but i'm gonna read it anyways um oh, hi yeah. emily and lisa your recent chat about the glories of picking one's nose reminded me of the time a few years ago when i woke up after having my appendix removed during the surgery i had oxygen tubes in my nostrils and after i came to the air that was blown made things extra crispy i occasionally <sighs> look back on this fondly because it was the most glorious nose picking experience i ever had Lisa's description of it feeling like a cornflake was spot on. It felt amazing to clear things out after waking up, like the satisfaction you get while tearing a big piece of wallpaper. Sometimes I worry. (laughs) Sometimes I worry I'll never experience nose picking that amazing ever again. Anyway, I love the show, and I'm glad to know there are other fellow booger booger enthusiasts out there. Booger. (laughs) Booger. Um, That email really made me very happy and also jealous it makes me want to get surgery (laughs) it reminds me of like um when you have like a bug bite that's really really horrible and itchy but the feeling of like pouring hot water on it is so good that it almost makes you like oh yeah happy to have it you know it's just like something gross but it's like a pleasure yes something gross but a pleasure that is the motto of this podcast (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have a lot of good mottos today. Yeah, we do. I forget what our um, what your what the gravestone idea was, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> this is who I that's who I was, that's what I did. It was fine. It was oh, something yeah. like that. Um <laughs> Do you feel like we should um update people about the strike at all right now? It's oh, still yeah. going. What uh, what uh, what should we what's there to say? Let's see. So there was news that broke last week that um, the uh, AMPTP wanted to meet with the WGA. Oh, yeah. And it was not a productive meeting from what we can tell. 
Um, they were like, we would like to have a media blackout. And then before the meeting was even concluded, the WGA was contacted to like comment on news stories that the AMPTP had leaked to deadline. Yeah. So like they were immediately breaking the media blackout because they're not good at the media. And we are. They're not. They're not good <laughs> they're at like, this. We want a media blackout because we're really bad at it. Um, <laughs> and then they I was. And the WJ was like, well, you're the ones who keep leaking everything. So what? Yeah. Okay, no. And then they yeah. were like, no, we're not. And then they immediately leaked it. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I said to Peter, I was like, it's like someone who doesn't know how to ride a bike saying like, I don't think bicycling should be in a triathlon. And before you can even discuss it, they have their fingers like caught in the spokes of a bike and they can't get them out. <laughs> This is a perfect analogy for the AMPTP's <laughs> conduct lately. Yeah. Um, also, them, but them like, am... complaining about our rhetoric on our side of things. I'm like, what? You're the ones who said you wanted us to, like, starve and lose our houses. Like, and what? And lose our homes. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Our rhetoric. What are you even fucking talking about? Yeah. You they fucking want, villains. They still... They still refuse to engage on what I think are some of the most critical issues, such as, like, the preservation of the writer's room. Yes. Um, yeah, the minimum, like that. minimum room size stuff. Yeah. Really, and really so, important. I am extremely ha- heartened by all of the labor movements that are happening right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's very exciting. Um, the flight I attendants feel... joined the picket last week. That was cool. <gasps> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's very exciting. Yes. Um, <laughs> I started I started trying to go to, like, Radford more because they were able to move Radford, oh, yeah. the CBS Radford picket, into the shade. And also that's one of the only places where SAG is not also picketing. Oh. So it feels like they maybe need more people. And also there will be slightly less um, musical theater energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then the <laughs> one day that I went there last week, it was, like, a Boston picket oh. and i was like this feels like maybe not a great representation of what the energy is always like here <laughs> yes there are a lot of themed pickets happening that can very easily change the energy of a picket on a particular day but um yeah yeah i'm very curious to see so tomorrow they're going to release an episode of the um inside jeopardy podcast the official jeopardy podcast Ooh. and they have heretofore not address the strike in any way but Mm. considering that like all of the champions from this year have said that they won't compete in the tournament of champions if the clues are recycled um and the strike is still going um they promised to address it tomorrow um and so i'm very curious to see what happens so stay tuned yeah i've been watching ken jennings's original run on pluto tv um and it's very entertaining oh my god is he just like a fucking beast He's a beast. And his rapport with Alex is so good, like, so early on. Like, he starts joking around with Alex, like, week one, week two. Like, and it, you can tell it's, like, almost flirty. Like, yeah. it's really, really fun. Um, And it's, like, he's so good and so comfortable, like, right away. It's it's so, he's so, like, exactly the same guy as he is now. It's really, it's really fun to watch. And it's also just, like... Again, it's like anytime I've gone back and watched a run knowing how long it goes on, you're just like watching people walk into a buzzsaw <laughs> only yeah. because this was like <laughs> the first time they allowed people to stay on if they kept winning. Like it was like walking to a buzzsaw. And also this is the first ever buzzsaw invented. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was a thing that they they 
used to not allow people to run on. Yeah. So the rule used to be like after five games, you were done. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. And so the season that Ken was on, which I think was season 20, is the first ever season where they changed that rule. Wow. And so like he is the first. I think he was the first person to go past five days. Dang. And he still has the longest run in history. And so the luck of it is, like, incredible because, like, he had auditioned a year before. If they had called him earlier, like, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, and so it's and so it's like they're, you know, no one has gone on a run. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people at Jeopardy who were like, did we just... <laughs> fuck our yeah. show up completely like yeah. is this the show now does he just live here like yeah. is this ever going to end we Do just we want to put a cap on it him demolish yeah. new people every week um yeah wait where do you watch the old episodes i want to see so it's on pluto tv which is free oh. and it's on demand um cool. if you go to season 20 um the second episode of season 20 that's on pluto tv is ken's first game cool yeah so Yay, I'm going to look it up. Into that. Okay. You guys can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to our producer, Rob Para. Yay. Thanks to my brother, Nate Heller, for our theme songs. Yay. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yay. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses. Everything, baby geniuses, we know everything. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.